Welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason, and here we delve into those reasons. I'm thrilled because this week I have one half of the duo that hosts the Film Flamers podcast, Robert Eppers. We talked about how watching Unsolved Mysteries as a kid sparked his love for the horror genre, as I think many millennials, myself included, can agree, and why his subgenres of preference are zombie movies and anthology movies. He also talked a bit about how he and his co-host choose movies that they review on their podcast, and if there are any films that are off-limits for him. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and of course, subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's really appreciated because it helps people find us. All right, I think that's it. So let's get into this episode with Robert Eppers. Hey, Robert, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Allison. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for being here. Do you Thank want to start you. by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, yeah, like she said, my name is Robert, and I live in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, and my best friend and I are really big fans of horror movies or movies in general, really. And so we just decided to create a podcast called The Film Flamers. Really, it's just like two gay friends just talking about horror movies awesome i listened to a couple episodes today it's really fun oh, really enjoyed you. it I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> why don't you tell me what's your favorite scary movie oh oh my gosh that's <clears throat> there's so so many <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh i guess my favorite horror movie is night of the living dead the original by george romero um i i watched that movie for the first time like the summer before i started the ninth grade <laughs> and i had already seen dawn of the dead day of the dead and um for some reason just had never watched that one probably because when i was younger i was like oh black and white you know whatever and um also i'm sorry i have a cat that's screaming behind me no apologies <laughs> necessary <laughs> uh but randomly i was like flipping through the tv one night and um it was night of the living dead and i thought well i'll just watch this and it like completely changed my life right like i i call it like the shakespeare of horror there was just yeah. so much in that movie as far as like interpersonal connections and things like that, that it just like completely changed me. It was probably the first time that I realized that horror can say something and not have to be just like a fun ride, you know? Yeah. And so I, I think that is probably my favorite for those reasons, but there's many, many, right? I just, <laughs> um, it's hard to even contain it to just like one or five. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, so tell me, how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Um, I have loved uh, horror movies or really anything like just dark ever since I was a very small kid. So um, I remember, and, and my parents are also big fans of horror movies and some of their friends are too. So I sort of remember like sneaking glimpses of things when they were watching probably when I shouldn't have been and really just convinced them at an early age that I was old enough to handle uh, movies like that. And so when I was like seven or eight, I was renting things, you know, like from the Nightmare on Elm Street series, or I spent a long time watching like Unsolved Mysteries as a kid. So I mean, like horror, true crime, like all of it just really captivated my attention, like really early on. Awesome. Have you seen the new version of Unsolved Mysteries? Yes. And I love it too. Yeah, it was really good. I know there was a lot of people who didn't because uh, it was so different, right? But I really like the idea of telling a story longer, you know, than mm -hmm. just like the 15 minute segments they did. So I thought it was great. 
Yeah, definitely. So you said in an episode of your podcast that you hate when people say that because someone likes horror movies that they must be insane or violent or something like that. That's kind of why I started this podcast because I realized that horror fans aren't really crazy because <laughs> I am I myself am not crazy. Right. I, I don't think so. Um, do you want to rant on that for a minute? Yeah, I mean, I, um, I mean, a lot of my friends growing up weren't as into horror as I was, right? I think they tolerated it when we were teenagers because- you know, a lot of the movies that came out when I was a teen were really popular, like Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer. And so they would go see things like that in the theater with me. But, um, you know, I'd sort of had to like force my friends to sit down and watch some of the, the classic movies that I was watching. And they were just like, God, how can you watch this stuff all the time? And, you know, as you meet people, like my husband is not a big fan of horror movies. Thankfully, he doesn't like think I'm bizarre. But yeah, I know. I, I think that a lot of times if people just really love horror, they automatically think that something's wrong with you. Like, why wouldn't you rather watch a romantic comedy? And I'm just like, well, some horror movies are romantic comedies. So, I mean, it's perfectly fine. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, how often do you get that a lot? Um, I think I mostly, uh, I get it from guys on dating apps a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I, yeah, one, one guy once told me that he thought I was going to be like a really downer person and like never smile and like kind of gothic. I was like, I don't know what about my photos gave you that impression. But yeah, really. I mean, on a dating app, you have your picture out there, hopefully a true one, you know, for the yeah. world to see, right? <laughs> I mean, like, and you can tell if someone's going to be a downer or not, but that's not been my experience. And I mean, especially since starting the podcast and really spending a lot more time on social media with people, yeah. you know, I mean, like horror Twitter is fun, you know, yeah. and these people are incredibly <laughs> welcoming and very nice. And so yeah. it's a bias that I think that people need to drop like as soon as possible. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully they do sometime soon. Um, so how did you and your co-host Chris, is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with the idea for the film flamers podcast? Um, I don't know. We, we like podcasts a lot. You know, I think, you know, maybe three years ago when we were starting the podcast, we had a lot more time to listen to them, you know, and we just really wanted a podcast of our own. And so we're, you know, it was logical to make a podcast about horror movies. So I think for about four months, we just sat down and decided everything like from the name or, you know, what we wanted our format to be um, uh, movies that we wanted to cover. So, I mean, like we, we really planned things out. Like we are, we already have movies on our docket to cover up into like 2022. So, um, nice. but yeah, it was just a logical thing for us. I mean, whenever we are together, <clears throat> just hanging out, that's what we would do is talk about movies, talk about horror movies, especially, <laughs> And so like our conversations on the podcast are really just like the conversations that we would have in real life. This might be a redundant question, but so why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? Um, I think it's a big escape, you know? And uh, like I said, I mean, like I was, I was attracted to sort of like darker things when I was a kid and um, I just kept going with it. Right. And so I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of a, hard questions I'm, I'm not sure that all of us are completely sane right there's got to be a couple in the bunch um but yeah I, I just think that it's an escape sometimes it's it's a way to see a group of people or even a person like doing things that you would never do in life um and you're able to watch it without feeling any sort of guilt you know what I mean yeah I know I guess that that answer kind of makes me sound a little crazy so I don't know <laughs> Well, I was listening to your episode about the loved ones and you said, or your co-host said that there was a person who actually used the movie as inspiration. 
for. Yeah. That's crazy. I've only watched the beginning of that movie because then I looked into the plot and my friends were like, we don't think you should watch this because I don't like gore. Okay. So I turned it off, but maybe one day I'll watch it. Yeah, it's really gory. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm okay with gore. Uh, my co-host Chris, maybe not so much. I think that he's okay with gore to a, a point, but he has a definite limit. Um, but yeah, I mean, like according to our research, someone in Australia sort of like committed similar crimes to what they did in that movie right or at least like similar acts of violence towards somebody and I mean it's kind of shocking to see things like that because we as horror fans spend a lot of time defending ourselves you know like we just talked about in your question right yeah Uh, why do people who seem normally completely sane watch horror movies but then there are the people that aren't and (laughs) you know maybe they get some sort of inspiration from that but um I don't know I think that those people are like fewer than yeah. The <laughs> yeah. yeah they they have to be otherwise there would be crazy people running around everywhere that's true i mean <laughs> i mean yeah. I, i've watched a lot of true crime stuff so i know there probably are crazy people running around everywhere but maybe they're not horror fans <laughs> what's your favorite true crime show that you've watched recently um i really enjoyed um i'll be gone in the dark yes that, that was, was great it was so good and the book is just amazing too i mean it's I didn't fantastic it, yeah. you should the yeah. audiobook is good um it's a really good story about someone you know dealing with their obsession and like having to know the answer to something and so it was um a little bit more than just like a straightforward true crime story i also really like the fact that i mean some of the victims of that person got together and sort of created some support I think yeah. a lot of times in true crime, we don't spend enough time talking about the victim. There's too mm-hmm. much of a glorification of like the person who committed the crime. And yeah, yeah, it was it was just really, really good. Um, I also, I'm sort of watching the Sons of Sam on Netflix. Have you? Oh, that? I've heard about it. I haven't watched it yet though. Yeah, I mean, it's a, like a big conspiracy theory, but again, somebody else who like spent their entire life like trying to prove something. And I, I kind of like that idea as far as true crime goes. Yeah. Have you watched a uh, murder on middle beach yet? I have not. Oh it's good. Gosh. It's good. It's it's the son is also trying to figure out who killed his mom. So it takes him a while. So it's kind of like that same thing. Well, and that, again, like that's a really perfect kind of story, you know, I mean, yeah. it's not just someone who's obsessed with true crime, but they have a reason behind like what they're doing. So yeah. yeah. Uh, where can I find that? I think it's on HBO max. Oh, okay. Perfect. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> add that to my list. Yeah. Uh, so who are your favorite horror directors? George Romero, for sure. I mean, just because, I mean, that one movie really did change my life. And I like his work. I mean, aside from his like zombie films, I think um, he makes great movies. I also like anthology horror movies. And so like Creepshow is really important to me. Um, He he makes some weird like avant-garde drama type movies. So like Martin is very good if you haven't seen that. I haven't, no. Yeah, um, it's about a, a guy like who thinks he's a vampire, you know, and so like it's it, he makes really interesting movies. Nice. Um, aside from that, I really like these days. I am I'm really into Mike Flanagan, and so yeah. is my co-host Chris. Yeah, he's so great. <laughs> like he can do no wrong, really. I, I know. Mean, like, yeah, every movie that he comes out with is just so good, and the, his long format series are also excellent. Yeah. And um, I mean, we're just excited every time we see his name attached to something. I know. What's your favorite movie of his? Uh, Doctor Sleep, probably nice. for sure. Yeah, we um, recently did Doctor Sleep and The Shining uh, back in January on the podcast, and I think that we 
our our episode for Doctor Sleep ended up being like longer than the director's cut. So I mean, like, we we just like gushed all over it. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. Good. <laughs> what, what about yours? What's your favorite of his? Um, I really like, I really like Oculus a yes. lot. Um, mm-hmm. also Hush. Hush was great. Hush, Hush was, was amazing. Oculus was too, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. for different reasons, but yeah. Um, yeah. Hush was a really good like slasher movie and like home invasion kind of horror, mm-hmm. you know, which I kind of yeah. dig sometimes. So um, yeah, good choices. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say is your favorite subgenre of horror? Uh, um, I mean, so like my top three would be like zombies and anthology horror, but I also really love holiday horror a lot. <laughs> so like what I kind mean, of movies? Um, I mean, like the, as far as Christmas ones go, I mean, I really like Black Christmas, both the original and the uh, the 2016 remake or t- 2006 20. remake. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I haven't seen the latest one yet. Okay. Um, but I also like Gremlins is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I think that's probably my favorite Christmas <laughs> it's movie. It's so cute. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but still like a little, you know, scary. But, yeah. Um, but it doesn't really matter the holiday. I also like April Fool's Day. I mean, if you just center a horror movie around like a certain date for whatever reason, like mm-hmm. I don't care what they're doing. That's an, enough plot for me. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Have you seen Better Watch Out? <gasps> yes. Oh so my good. Gosh. I know. <laughs> um, back when we first started the podcast, somebody recommended that to me and they're like, don't watch any trailers, don't read synopses, yes. right? Just like go into it. So I did. I mean, and it took a sharp left turn. Oh, yeah. And I showed that to Chris and um, he also loved it. I mean, like it just comes out of nowhere. What a good movie. It's yeah, impossible I- to cover on a podcast though, I think. So. Yeah, unless you're going to just be like, we're spoiling it. Don't listen. Oh, and we do. So. I mean, we spoiled just about yeah. everything on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you said on one of your episodes that you really like, um, this is going to sound bad, but you like violent movies. Um, so why do you, what, why do you think you like watching violent movies? And like, yeah, I do. I mean, again, and like further into our conversation, I'm starting to sound like one of those not so sane people, right? But um, uh, I do. I I like I like movies that are kind of extreme, you know. And I think this probably comes from a life of watching horror movies almost, you know, constantly. There's never been a time in my life that I didn't like go out and look for horror movies to watch. So I've seen a lot of things, um, and you know, I I always like filmmakers who sort of like push the the ball a little bit in a more extreme direction or like are really challenging boundaries so I mean you have people like Alexandra Aja who you know makes some pretty violent movies other French directors too um or Eli Roth you know and so (laughs) I just I really enjoy um you know someone like sort of testing how far they can go as far as movies go right um and plus I think that I I can handle it a little bit better than most people you know mm-hmm. like <clears throat> there are some things that happen in violent movies that I, I just can't look at you know things involving like eyeballs right I, <laughs> I just can't do it um <clears throat> and in real life when I see any sort of blood or like even if I get a paper cut I'm just like <laughs> freaked out but on the screen not so much and so because it's fake exactly you know and I know it's fake right yeah um but if any of these if any of these things happened to me in real life, I'd be freaked out like immediately, you know. <laughs> oh but, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just that extreme thing, and then like someone saying, "Hey, I, I've I've written this screenplay, or I have an idea for a movie," and it just goes like so far left of what people would think as you know normal, 
um, I applaud them for like trying to do that, you know? And I hope that they have some sort of message behind it. You know, yeah. some of these like really violent movies that um, are just violent for violence sake, you know, are kind of off-putting. Yeah. But um, if you can find something like buried deep inside of it, I think that, you know, the violence sort of helps push that message across. Yeah, I get that. I yeah. get that. Um, Spiral just came out. Have you seen Spiral yet? Or are you I a haven't. fan? Are you a fan of the, fr- uh, the Saw franchise? I haven't seen all the Saw movies. You know, I saw the first handful of them and they seem to be one note to me, right? And um, I was like, well, if you're not going to do anything different, then, um, you know, there's really no sense in, in watching these things. The first couple Saw movies I thought were very, very good. And I am excited to see this one just because it seems like a different direction or a different story. And I like I like the actors in that movie. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see that one. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it last weekend. It is, it does. It's like a, it's more like a murder mystery detective Mm -hmm. horror movie than it is about the victims being tortured like the other ones were. So it is, it's different, but it's really good. So where do you draw the line when it comes to, to violence? I mean, um, uh, well, I have only seen the first Saw movie, uh, and it was, it, it was very traumatizing for me. Um, I don't know. I have trouble with like the psychologically hard, um, psychological horror movies that also have like torture porn in it. Yeah. But um, like I can watch something like VFW and be fine. So I don't know. No, I get it. I, yeah, I mean, because it's like it seems when you get to a movie that's sort of like reveling in the violence, right? I think yeah. that's where a lot of people like draw the line and they're like, no, I'm not going to watch yeah. this, you know? Um, I really like the movie Hostel and a, a lot of people don't, <laughs> you know, for that very reason. But I remember seeing Hostel in the theater and just being blown away by it. And I thought, I mean, like, like the audaciousness of this person to make a movie like this, right? It was just like so fascinating to me. And I have seen that movie so many times. And whenever I bring it up to other horror fans, they're just like, oh no, thank you, you know, for most of it. So, but. Yeah, I- I have yet to watch that movie because I stay in hostels when I travel, but oh. I think someday I just need to like, like grin down and like bear it and like you do exposure therapy mm-hmm. because you know, it's fake. And I've also, I've listened to another podcast, talk about it. I need to listen to your episode, talk about it too. Um, but I think the more I hear about it, it's, it'll make it less traumatizing when I see it, even though seeing it is way different than hearing about it. If it makes you feel any better, not much of the bad things happen in hostels. You know what I mean? Everything's outside the hostel, so you're probably safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the wandering around a strange city at night you probably don't want to do. Yeah, I I never do that. I never do that. I've seen seen Taken. But uh, what else was it? I also want to watch Green Inferno. I know there's a lot of gore in that, but I've heard it's really good. Green Inferno is good to watch if you're curious about watching cannibal movies like from the like the, the early 80s right mm-hmm. um just because there's there's so much badness in some of those things like i know there's like actual animal killing and things like that um, um there's none of that in the green inferno yes. so if, if you want to like watch those movies and you know not have to witness something like that you're, you're probably safer but um it's still pretty violent yeah know? that that's what i've heard but yeah there's no actual animal killing on screen which is why i won't watch ho- cannibal holocaust Mm-hmm. so i've only yeah. seen it the one time so yeah so i think that's not, probably enough it's not a rewatch i mean i've also seen and i had to like try to hunt down a copy a friend of mine like burned me a copy of it 
so I could watch a Serbian film. Oh, okay. One of my friends is actually looking for a copy of Serbian film. So maybe, maybe you can burn me a copy after this. <laughs> um, I, um, I'm probably never going to watch it again. So maybe I can just send it. You know okay. what I mean? Like it's just one I, of those one time yeah. watches. You know? That's what, that's what I've heard. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, I'm not like, I don't, I don't regret watching the movie, but um, it's probably uh, one of the few movies that I'm like, I don't think that I should have seen some of that. You know what I mean? Or maybe I found my own boundary, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's firmly that. So okay. even it can happen to people who like, violent movies sometimes a line will be crossed yeah of course everyone has their lines um so do you think there are any horror movies that you won't watch no um i mean i say that and i've never (laughs) seen like the human centipede you know (laughs) so and it's not because like i won't watch it it's just like the idea of it sounds kind of gross to me and i'm just like okay so i mean i think the answer to that question is no i don't think there's going to be a horror movie that i would just categorically say i'll never watch i think there's just some that's going to take me a long time to actually sit down and do it yeah what would you say are some of the most traumatizing movies that you've watched to uh to date uh serbian film for sure is number one and, and not even just from, from a violent standpoint there are some some sexual things going on in that movie that are really off-putting mm-hmm. uh, and that's like being very generous with that description um but um i don't know that i was traumatized by it i don't think that i've been traumatized by anything really i can i can handle things pretty well i get scared really easily which i think is why i like horror movies Oh, that's, that's um, interesting to hear considering you, there are no horror movies that are off limits for you. I mean, yeah. So I really, I really love being scared. I mean, (laughs) and uh, it's just, it's, I find it to be thrilling and fun. And I mean, so like I can find moments that really truly frighten me in just about every horror movie that I watch. I mean, even some of the like really shittacular ones, you know, (laughs) Um, but uh, this is also why I go to like haunted attractions or haunted houses and things like that. Like I really enjoy being viscerally scared. So yeah, I, I can't say that things are traumatizing if, when I, if I go out and like actually seek it, you know, then yeah. it's my fault, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if someone were to tell me, oh, this is the scariest movie I've seen in a long time, then I will go out and watch it like immediately. <laughs> uh, there's this Argentinian movie that we covered on the podcast called Terrified. Okay. It's streaming on Shudder. And um, I watched it a couple years ago and I was just so frightened that I had to like pause the movie and turn on lights and make sure doors were (laughs) locked, even though it's like ghosts and things that are in it. But I was like, just truly scared. And so every time someone says, I need a scary movie to watch, like one that's really going to frighten me, I'm like, you have to go watch this movie, like deal with the subtitles (laughs) and just watch it because it is just horrifying. All right. I just wrote that down. My friend is coming over on Thursday and we're going to watch Benny loves you. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. So then maybe we'll watch that after he's on kind of like a torture porn kick right now. He watched Megan is missing. And now he's watching saw four as we speak. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't, I can't. So I'm like, if you want to come over and watch a movie about a demon puppet with me, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I I mean, like, like I said, I like them all. Megan is missing. Not so good. I'm also on Letterboxd, right? So I like log every movie that I watch. Yeah. And I kept seeing Megan is missing like all over social media. And I'm like, okay, let's give this a shot. People are talking about it. And it's just not, it's not a very good movie. Okay. And um, like just some of the things that happen in there are kind of bad. You know, I'm just like, yeah. no, it's, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so since you like haunted houses, do you like the movies Hell House LLC and the houses October Built? I haven't seen the houses October Built, although I hear it's great. It is great. Hell House <laughs> LLC is so good. And I I'm love not, it. I know I'm not normally a fan of like found footage movies. Every once in a while, yeah. they, they strike me as, as yeah. really good. But that one was also really scary. Like, yes. again, like viscerally scary. Um I mean, there are just like some moments in that movie that are just utterly terrifying. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, on what night would you have left? Oh, you know what? I I don't. The first one, probably. I mean, there was. Um, I'm trying to remember that movie. I've only seen it the one time. But there was a guy like sitting in a room. I guess he was sort of the cameraman, and the camera's like sitting, like focused on him when he was in bed. Yeah. And like things are continually getting creepier and creepier. And I'm like, why is he still just like laying there, sitting there? I was like, get up. And the and thing leave. is coming up behind him. Yes. Yes. I was like, dude, look at your camera. Look at your viewfinder. Exactly. I was like, you don't have to be on screen all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. Early. I mean, I like scary movies and I like being scared, but I mean, if, if I'm in a real situation and actually being terrified, you know, then I probably would note myself right out of there pretty quickly. Yeah, same. Um, have you seen the movie The Invitation on Netflix? Yes. Uh, is it the Karin Kusama movie where um, they're all coming to dinner? Yes. Yeah, we, we covered that on the podcast, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I really love Karin Kusama. I think she makes great movies. Um, but yeah, that was good, too. And I think that we had a bonus episode on our Patreon account right after that as, as, as to whether or not we would survive the invitation. Like <laughs> at what point during that dinner party, you're just yes. like, well, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was going to be my next question. So yeah, I would, you, been out of, I would have been out of there. I probably wouldn't have gone. I would have been the one trying to talk my boyfriend out of not going to his ex-wife's dinner <laughs> yeah. party with his, with her new husband. But that's just me. Cause I would have been like, I can't, this is weird. I mean, I kind of like, I like to drink, right? You know what I mean? So <laughs> if I were at a dinner party and they were just like the wine is flowing or whatever, I'd probably stay for a little bit longer, but ho hopefully I'd realize like something is not right. <laughs> so. Yeah. But then you couldn't call an Uber because weren't their phones not working? Yeah. Because they were like way up in the hills, right? There's yeah. nothing they could do. So yeah. I just have to walk down the hills, I guess. Although when someone else tried to like leave, it didn't work out very well, I think. I yeah questionable I really like that movie did you like it yeah no I really like that movie I re I rewatched it once recently so yeah it's fantastic yeah it's so uncomfortable <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite horror sequel uh my favorite horror sequel is A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Dream Warriors oh okay I haven't seen that one yet why is that your favorite uh because I I rented it all the time when I was a kid <laughs> so I mean like I, I was probably about eight seven or eight when it came out and you know video stores were a thing you know when I was younger and uh I just every time we went to the video store I rented it like I watched it so many times mm -hmm. and I continue to watch it so many times and I think that I mean it, it changed a lot of things as far as the franchise goes and I just I really like it I think that's the point where Freddy Krueger started to get a little quippy you know, and he was making sort of his like jokes and it's just a really fun movie that I revisit frequently. Awesome. I haven't, I've only seen the first and second one. So I'll have to start. I'll have to get to see that one at some point. It's probably my favorite franchise of movies, mm -hmm. um, but not all the movies are great. You know what I mean? You just have to yeah. expect that you're just watching something fun and not expect a, like an, an award-winning film. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so an article was published last year that said that horror fans were dealing with lockdown better than non-horror fans why do you think that was 
Um, I again because we like movies that are a form of escape, and I think that I mean like the real world is horrifying enough. If you can put on something that's you know for an hour and a half to two hours, that's going to be worse than what you're dealing with. You know what I mean? It's a really easy way to sort of like forget. Um, like I, I never was really in lockdown, right? So I mean, like I, yeah. I was working like all the time um, at a hospital, and so like yeah. even even when things were the worst, um, you know, I, I knew firsthand like how bad they really were, and so like it really was an escape for me you know, yeah. to get home and just be like, I've dealt with some crazy shit all day. I really need to just like not think about it. And I mean, horror movies is the first thing that I go to. I don't know. I mean, like, and that's the thing is that like, I think that horror is a sort of a all encompassing genre, you know, I mean, it could be everything. We talk about horror adjacency a lot on the podcast. And I mean, we even tried to, you know, give an argument as to why the bodyguard starring you know Whitney Houston is a horror movie you know and so I think there's a pretty loose definition of what's horror um and there's lots of horror comedies and things like that and so it's tailor-made I think that horror fans are just ready for the world and whatever gets thrown at them and we have a whole arsenal of movies to pick for certain situations right yeah how how are you now that we're sort of coming out of the pandemic is life less crazy uh, yeah, I mean, like, at least my job has gotten a little better, you know, like, it's not so crowded in the hospital. Um, as far as like life returning to normal, I live in Texas, you know what I mean? So we jumped the gun, like really early on, and they're like, no more masks, you know, and I'm like, that's bullshit. And so I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm still following all the rules and everything. And yeah. um, I know that most of my friends and family are so I, I, I really hope that life comes back to normal, but safely, like I haven't gone to a theater yet. Have you? Mm. Uh, yeah, I went to go see Spiral. So. Oh, that's right, because it's not on VOD yet. You're right. Nope. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I, my friends and I were wearing our masks. We were socially distant from other people. So it was. There was like less than ten other people in a theater for two hundred. So. It's gonna have to happen for me pretty soon. I mean, there's some movies coming out that I'm just like, okay, if they're not gonna be putting it on VOD like they were last year, I'm gonna yeah. have to go see this movie. And so, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of scary to go back, you know, to, to normal life. Yeah. I guess. Although I, I mean, I'm kind of a homebody anyway, like <laughs> lockdown yeah. quarantine wasn't too bad. I'm just like, I, I always like ordered my food anyway. I, <laughs> I enjoy watching movies at home. So there really wasn't much difference. Yeah. What part of Texas are you in? I'm in uh, Fort Worth. So like DFW, Dallas. Fort oh, Worth. okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to Austin next month for. Education. Oh, Austin's great. So yeah. I lived in Austin for a couple of years. Like it's, it's fantastic yeah. down there. Lots yeah, of good people. I'm excited. Um, so how do you decide what kind of horror movie you want to watch when you're looking for something to watch? Uh, I pretty much, I keep a list of things. Mm -hmm. Like if people have recommended it to me, I sort of write it down. Um, I try to stay, you know, with my finger on the pulse of what's new so I can watch it. Um, Cause I encourage our listeners to, you know, talk to us on social media. And if, if they're going to be talking about a movie I haven't seen, then I kind of look stupid, right? So <laughs> um, those things first. Also, like like I said, we have a lot of movies that we've already put on the docket for us to cover on the podcast. So a lot of my watching is sort of podcast driven. Um, but really, it's just like, sometimes it's just whatever looks good to me. You know, yeah. I'll go back and watch a movie that I've seen hundreds of times rather than watch something that I haven't seen once, you know? So yeah. it just depends on the day. How, how do you choose? Um, I do have a list also on Letterboxd, so yeah. I usually just look to see what's free 
first or yeah. what I've been hearing about a lot recently. So. Yeah, it's good. I mean, just cause we have such a, a you know, a really vocal community on social yeah. media, we should have, <laughs> there's no trouble like finding movies that, yeah. you know, sound good or interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, back when we were all packing into movie theaters and seeing horror movies together, did you ever have any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Uh, yeah, but usually not good, you know, like, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm the kind of guy that when I go to the theater, I kind of want to go when there's less people around, you know, like oh, okay. a less packed experience. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, two o'clock on a Friday, if I'm not at work or something like that, that's when I would go to the movies, usually quieter. Um, but there are some times, you know, you, I, we were, me and my husband went to go see the most recent Halloween movie because it's one of the few like horror franchises he'll watch with me. Mm -hmm. He's not a horror fan. <laughs> and um, we were there and there were just so many people like talking, uh, you know, and getting yeah. up and down. And um, while I applaud parents for bringing their kids to see horror movies, if the kids want to see it, you know, because my parents always did, you know, I mean, at the same time, you need to tell your kids to be quiet a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there, uh, however, I mean, a, a good experience. I went to go see a movie called The Strangers in the theater. Yeah. Uh, like the, the day that it was came out because I had never even heard of it and I just had oh. the day off so I went to go see it that opening Friday and I was the only person in the theater oh and it God. really just scared the fuck out of me that's terrifying yeah and so like I have always remembered like being so scared in that theater by myself you know so it's that was probably the best experience watching a horror movie in a theater that so. sounds terrifying I recently rewatched that movie and it was, it still held up. I hadn't rewatched it ever. So this is my first one and it was still really creepy. Yeah. It's scary just because, I mean, like, again, it's sort of like borders on a more violent movie. Right. Yeah. Um, but when you get to the reason why these people are violent, it's mm -hmm. just truly horrifying. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, after several horror movies were postponed due to the pandemic last year, what horror movies are you most looking forward to seeing in 2021? Uh, I just before we started talking, I watched the trailer for Last Night in Soho. Oh, I heard that came out today. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Oh, the trailer's good. It's almost magnificent, right? It's kind oh. of like uh, uh, Chris, my co-host and friend, messaged me today because he watched it before I did, and he was like, "He seems like an event movie." And so, I mean, even if I don't go see another movie in the theater for a while, that one I'm going to have to see in a theater, I think. Yeah. It just looks interesting and well-made and beautiful. And I just am so excited for that. And um, Candyman, I think, is probably the other one. Like, I, yeah. um, I like the original a lot, um, but I really like the direction they seem to be going in based yeah. on the trailer. And I'm just super excited to see that movie. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Um, are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like, or do you hold any unpopular horror movie opinions? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that most most people, even like, you know, really stringent horror fans don't like really violent movies, right? <laughs> and so if, if people use the word, like the phrase torture porn, like they usually use it in a really negative context and I don't. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, there are some times that I seek out those movies to watch and I, I follow those directors, you know, careers and things. And um, so I think that's probably the most unpopular, you know, thing that I really enjoy. Yeah. So, what about you? Um, I really don't like 80s horror movies. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably a really like unpopular thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, one of my all my friends are like, was a, this movie was made in the eighties? Don't watch it, Allison, because you're not gonna like it. Is it like a tonal thing or something? I think it's the tone, it's the pace, it's the quality of the acting, which isn't very good. So, have you seen these two documentaries that are on Shutter called In Search of Darkness, like no. one and two? Mm-mm. So, okay hear me out but this is a way that you can really understand like some 80s horror movies without having to watch them right mm-hmm. um so they're four hour documentaries each and they pick movies starting in like 1980 through 89 and they have like a 10 to 15 minute segment maybe even shorter than that about the movie with talking heads and so you get a good idea about the characters and the plot and what the movie's sort of about so i mean if if you wanted to like fill your horror knowledge without having to yeah. sit through movies you don't like, like they're really <laughs> the best way to do it. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I will do that. So I don't have to sit there anymore. Terrible eighties <laughs> movies. <laughs> Some of them are really bad. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't like Sleepaway camp. Everyone loves Sleepaway camp. I just do not like that movie. I mean, I like it because it's campy, you know, no pun intended. Yeah, see, I don't like that. I don't like camp. Oh, yeah. So, so. camp. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I, I do appreciate a bad movie right there's a movie that just came out on vod last week called aquarium of the dead about like zombie animals and vivica a fox is in it and so i'm like it looks ridiculous but i mean i'll probably watch that shit (laughs) yeah but so does army of the dead which everyone's talking about but it does not seem like my cup of tea Uh, i watched it over the weekend it wasn't that great all right good then i won't watch it (laughs) if you could remake or reboot one horror movie which one would it be oh god um any really i don't i don't think remakes are terrible um i like the idea of somebody being so sort of impressed with the story or you know have a different version of something to tell because i really look at like movies as as literature or art you know Mm -hmm. and i think that if if somebody wanted to like try their hand at it there should be no reason why they shouldn't sometimes we'll get something that's completely different and something that's very good um, and other times it's complete trash, right? But um, I don't know that I have one specifically that I'd want to see, but I never say no to remakes. If they're gonna if they're gonna make it, I'm gonna watch it. Cool. I, my another unpopular opinion of mine is that the Black Christmas 2019 version remake was good. I really liked it. It's completely different from the original, but I really I enjoyed it. I need so. to see that. I really do, and I don't I, know why I haven't yet. I think it's on HBO Max. At least it was back during the holidays. So it might still be there. Have you seen the one from like the early 2000s? I haven't because I can't find it unless I rent it. And I heard it's very gory. It is very gory. So yeah, that's why. It's like, it's crazy too though. I mean, like, yeah, I, I really need to watch that. But you know what? I'm going to watch that Black Christmas this weekend when I have some time to sit down and watch it and I will let yeah. you know. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. Um wait what is your favorite remake then i have to ask my favorite remake is uh the evil dead remake that oh yeah i've heard it's good yeah i mean again crazy violent you know i mean <laughs> it, it really takes it takes the uh takes the movie in a completely different direction because the evil dead movies are still sort of tongue-in-cheek almost comedy to a point right and this mm-hmm. is not a comedy right okay. but it still has the basic bones of the story but it's so good and like i I would go so far as to say that I would rather watch the remake than watch the other two. So okay. and that's very unpopular, right? Yeah. I don't like Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. I find them very cheesy and boring. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll like the remake a lot. It's super serious. Yeah. You know? 
there, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like horror comedies too, and I laugh my ass off when I watch The Evil Dead. But I mean, just something about that that remake was just amazing. Yeah. So my last question is: If you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? <laughs> um, I don't know. I need somebody fun, you know. I guess like Freddy Krueger. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think he'd make me laugh. yeah and um i like to sleep so at least my dreams wouldn't be too boring all the time i don't know (laughs) but uh i'm sure he would waste no time in killing me (laughs) (laughs) oh well thank you so much for being here this was so much fun do you want to tell everyone where they can find you and the film flamers podcast on the internet Yes, um, you can find us at the Film Flamers across all the socials, so Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We also have a Letterboxd account. You can follow me and Chris separately as well as the podcast there. Um, and um, I think our podcast is streaming just about any place you listen. So. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. I will talk to you soon and listen. be on lookout for your next episodes. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Robert Eppers and thanks again to Robert for coming on. I'll leave links to all his socials and where you can find the Film Flamers in the show notes. Again, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes and you can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at hello at Who's There Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.